A tough start for the homestand as the Wild lose 5-1 to to the Vegas Golden Knights. We break down all of the action and what it means going forward on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Welcome into tonight's Locked On Wild postcast as the Minnesota Wild fall 5-1 to to the Vegas Golden Knights. Seth Topol and Kevin Gorg breaking down the action. Kevin, we knew there was going to be some urgency after what uh, we saw against Dallas and uh, reports that the players had a uh, closed-door session after the Stars game. But it, it's just it's a script we've seen play out this year where you get a goal that takes an unfortunate bounce and that seems to just open up the floodgates the other way. And this one, 5-1 to one at the end, and if not for some really good goaltending, it could have been worse. Vegas dominated this hockey game after uh, after it went 2-1. At that point, I thought the Wild had a nice push. Those next couple of shifts, uh, a high tip by Marcus Foligno that nearly uh, went in the upper corner. But once Vegas got up 3-1, they just took over the hockey game. And, you know, you, you hear the word fragile thrown around, and this is not a fragile group of uh, hockey players, but they're going through a stretch where they've lost a lot of confidence. And within that stretch, I think right now you can use that word because adversity, when it happens, they aren't embracing it. And and they certainly went the wrong direction in that second period when Vegas put this game out of reach. And it's uh, it's a crisis right now. I mean, it's a full-fledged crisis. They they don't have a lot of room for error. They have six more games on this homestand, but you're playing some of the best teams and the hottest teams in the National Hockey League. So um, they'll have a day to get ready, and, and the Devils get here on Saturday, and uh, it needs to be a completely different mindset when they take the ice. It's been an uh, ongoing theme, too, with this team that it seems like there just have been a ton of turnovers right at the top of the zone or in the neutral zone that just lead to these extended stretches for the opponent in the uh, in their offensive zone. And you, know, you, you get a shot from the opponent, you get the puck and you're trying to kind of get things going, going the other way. Those can be crucial and can be backbreaking when you're getting everything set up your way and momentum. And then all of a sudden you turn it over and the other team is able to come right back in and just camp uh, out in the zone. Yeah. Dean Evison said as much uh, earlier today when he was talking about this stretch of hockey and he said, you know, our hearts are in the right place. Our work ethics in the right place, but we're making these huge mistakes at the worst time of the game in the worst place in the rink. And that place is, as you mentioned, is in the neutral zone entering their defensive zone. I mean, there were some big turnovers on the back end tonight that led to odd number rushes. And, you know, it ended five one, it could have been eight or nine to one. I mean, there were some just complete breakdowns. So they're going to have to, you know, as they say in the game of hockey, you know, erase the whiteboard, uh, throw things in a blender, shake some things up and, and just start fresh because, Right now, it, it feels like that loss on Monday in Arizona um, did something to them psychologically. They had a lead in the third period. It's a team you have to beat this time of the year if you want to be a playoff team. And it really seemed to hurt their psyche. And they've got to find a way now to move on. This team obviously misses Jonas Brodeen. That's been evident since he has been out of the lineup. But the grief line, too, has been on the wrong end of a lot of goals, they were a minus three tonight. I think they were a minus two against Dallas. And, you know, to your point, it, it just seems like even with what that line normally brings to the equation, 
that it's time to just it's time to just throw everything in a blender and just try some some new combos just to try to get some sort of a spark. And you might need some new faces. I mean, you did get some good news, and I think Wild fans, and if you're as, as passionate as we are, and I think you are, if you're if you're watching and and, and tuning into these locked on shows, um, every other team that you needed to lose tonight in the Western Conference playoff chase lost. A rare night where that happened. And the news on Jonas Brodine today, when when Dean Everson had his presser at five o'clock, it's not nearly as bad as he thought. It's more day to day. It's not week to week. So he has a chance to be back on this homestand, maybe even a chance to be back as soon as Saturday or Monday. And he plays such an important role. Now, as far as shaking things go, shaking things up go, um, you, you have other options aside from the group that you have right here. And I think, you know, it's easy to forget about Marco Rossi and, and Sammy Walker, but these are two players that play with speed and skill. And if you want to shake things up, and again, I'm just, you know, trying to think out loud here as we break this down, but you know, Sammy Walker specifically, when he played with Matt Boldy, I thought Matt Boldy played his best stretch of hockey throughout this regular season. Yeah. And you've got such a young, talented hockey player. If you can find a way to get Sammy Walker back up here and get him on a line with Matt Boldy, that might ignite some of that secondary scoring you need. Because right now, teams are basically saying, we're going to do whatever we can do to shut down 97 and 36 because we don't believe anybody else on your team can beat us. And lately, they've been pretty, uh, pretty much spot on. Kevin, I feel bad for Marc Andre Fleury. Uh, he, him, and Philip Gustafson both have done a really good job this year of trying to offset the lack of offense and to keep the team in the game as long as they can. But it just feels like it plays out the same way every game, where you're asking these guys to stand on their heads. They can do that for a portion of the game, but bad bounces, turnovers, everything just it just leads to the probability that the other team is going to get those goals passed. And it was the same story against Vegas tonight where you had just that freakish bounce that happens on a shot that's headed five feet wide right and it kicks through uh, Flurry's five hole. And it just it seems like now some of those sorts of things are starting to happen. And whether or not he deserved to be benched, I don't, I don't think he did. I get why it happened, but it just you feel bad for those guys because they're giving it everything they have on a nightly basis, and it's just not enough. Yeah, Dean Everson mentioned that just a few minutes ago in his postgame presser, saying that between the coaches and the players, the conversation after two periods was none of these goals were Marc-Andre Fleury's fault. We're giving him the mercy pull. This is on you guys, and every guy in that room agreed. So that won't be confused, but – What's hard right now for both these goalies is there's enough pressure on any goalie any given night in this league, but when you know if you give up more than two goals, you likely have no chance of winning, uh, that puts an enormous amount of pressure on how you have to play a perfect game. And right now they're not getting the run support. I think this can turn. This team, again, they've been good in the power play at home. They've got a bulk of their games this month here in St. Paul. But right now it just feels like if they – if they aren't perfect in that blue paint, that they're not going to have a chance to win a hockey game. And, you know, we know who Marc-Andre Fleury is. We know how much he cares. Um, you see some of his reactions. I know he doesn't like to, to go out there and show those emotions, but when you, you know, break your stick in half, you feel for the guy. Gustafson's the same way. These guys are passionate about their craft. They just want to give their team a chance to win. And right now they're probably feeling a little extra pressure because everybody's trying a little too hard and, and things are going the wrong way. 
Wilds come up on the short end of a 5-1 to loss to the Vegas Golden Knights here tonight. We'll talk about the game on Saturday against the New Jersey Devils, who will be without one of their stars after a recent injury. And we'll just continue to uh, pick up some of the pieces after this game uh, as we move towards Saturday. But first, a word from our sponsor, which is tonight the new sports book, exclusive sports book partner of Locked On. That, of course, is FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that is even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You can download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Plus, the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Continuing tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast, Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, just in kind of going with the something's got to change theme that we uh, talked about earlier, you talked about the potential for guys like Sammy Walker and Marco Rossi to help this team out. Uh, I know Ryan Hartman just got put back up on the uh, the top line. If we do end up seeing the grief line uh, separated, would we see Jewel Erickson Eck maybe get a chance on that top line with Kaprizov and Zuccarello? Because of all the things that are going wrong with this team, it seems like Jewel Erickson Eck is a consistent thing going right through all these games. Yeah, here, here's your best two-way player up, up front on pace to score 30-plus goals. And when you play with uh, Zuccarello and Kaprizov, you got to be able to move the puck to them efficiently, and you got to be able to get to the net and cause some trouble. And that's exactly the MO of Jewel Erickson. That's how he plays the game, and he plays it at a very high level. He's such a valuable piece for this hockey team. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I get, I, Ryan Hartman, I don't think is completely healthy. I think everybody knows that upper body, which is a shoulder, has been lingering throughout this season, and it, it dates back to that game in October in Chicago when he took on a guy almost a foot taller and got the worst end of that in, in more ways than one. So, you know, it, it's just everything right now feels like it's disconnected. And, and the grief line, as you mentioned, is normally just a sure thing to at least not get scored on. They're not doing that. They're not scoring goals. Um, so, you know, if you're Dean Everson and this coaching staff right now, I don't want to, you know, you don't want to panic, but you, you kind of have to be kind of smart about how you make your decisions and how it's going to be received this team right now needs something though. There needs to be something. And if they can get Brodeen back in the next couple of games, if you can maybe get a shot in the arm by, by shaking things up, I think one really good game can get a team out of a situation like this. But, you know, if you really break this down pragmatically, you know, that road trip they had through Florida before they came home and got those two wins. I mean, this is a stretch now where you can call it three weeks and a week of that, they were off for the all-star break, but this team hasn't looked like the Minnesota wild, the, the team we know they can be with that structure, with that discipline that plays the type of game to create turnovers, not make turnovers. The devils come to town on Saturday and uh, for the devils playing some really good hockey, pretty much all season. They've had a couple of lull stretches, but 
by and large, have, have been a fantastic team all year. Although, an injury to Luke Hughes will keep him out of the lineup, which is going to be a big one for the Devils. But still, even with that being said, they bring speed, and that is going to cause some problems for this wild team. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Hughes, and, and Jack's just a terrific player, but it's a lot deeper than that in New Jersey. Dougie Hamilton on the blue line scored two goals tonight to help them beat the Kraken. He's got 51 points in 51 games. The guy's just on fire. He's on pace for 25 goals from the blue line. They've got two good goaltenders. They play a smart game. And I thought Ryan Carter made a really good point on our broadcast tonight. Wherever Andrew Brunette goes, goals seem to follow. And he was so good with the Florida Panthers last year, and they were scoring goals in bunches. This year, they've been far more inconsistent in that category. He goes to New Jersey, and they're finding offense all over their roster. So kudos to assistant coach Andrew Brunette. I look forward to connecting with him on Saturday. He's one of the all-time greats as far as personalities go. And, and you know, when it comes to former players and coaches from the wild, he's, he's right up there for me. But, yeah, the Devils are going to be a tough out. Nine, one, and one in their last 11. They don't give up a lot of goals. They can make plays. Having uh, Hughes out of the lineup can help a little bit. Keep an eye on Jonas Brodine. We'll get an update Saturday morning. So take a look on social media. We'll have some updates there. But to get him back sooner rather than later right now to me feels like the most important change this team could have. He is that good, and they've really missed him these last two games. Uh, Kevin, last one for you. Mason Shaw skated in warm-ups because uh, it sounded like there was uh, one of the forwards for the Wild that is uh, a little banged up, and so there was potential for him to go. He did not. Do you think we see Shaw in a game where you're going up against a team that provides as much speed as the Devils do where it would be nice to uh, to have that physicality, but you may want to try to go with a little more speed to match? It wouldn't surprise me, Seth. They, um, they love – they love that kid and they love the way that he works every single day. And his attitude hasn't changed. He is the same guy when he's in the lineup or out of the lineup. He's a team first guy. And I can tell you behind those locker room doors, um, he's just a beloved guy. I mean, little guy, he's overcome so much with injuries and surgeries. And so he can spark some things for sure. And you know, when, when he's in the lineup that, that he's going to go out there every single shift and make life difficult for the opposition. And I think right now, I think it's good that the coaches and the players have a day to kind of get away from the rink, come back Saturday. As Dean Evison just talked about a few minutes ago, they're going to have a long film session. They're going to do a morning skate. They're going to get ready and focus in on one game, not a homestand, not a playoff spot, one game. And they're going to try to play their best game on Saturday against the New Jersey Devils. You win a game like that against a quality opponent who's kind of been the talk of the league here for months that can spark something really good for this hockey team, and they need something right now to spark them. Yep, got to treat this one as if it's a win or your season is done and just let things play out from there. Uh, Kevin, thanks for the time, as always, as we recap uh, yet another Minnesota Wild game here with our Locked on Wild postcasts. Listeners, make sure to keep an eye on all of the content we have for you throughout the week by subscribing to Locked on Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts. We've got new episodes, we've got pre- and post-game content, all for you to keep up to date on all things Minnesota Wild as the season continues. We are keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.